0: On this episode of AV Week, we are coming to you from the show floor of Infocom 2019 in Orlando, Florida. We cover diversity, technology, and where the industry is headed. All that and more, next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is AV Week, episode 408, recorded Friday, June 14th, 2019. Live from Infocom 2019, part one. Support
2: for AV Nation is brought to you by Biamp, and by FSR, and by HD Base T.
0: This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audio, visual news, and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. If you are watching the video, you can clearly see that behind me is the show floor of Infocom 2019. If you're not and you're listening to this, the audio is slightly different. Uh, So yeah, we're coming to you from Infocom 2019, Friday edition. Uh, If you've listened to these in the past, this will be a round-robin cavalcade of characters (laughs) and personalities uh, with me, first and foremost. Our host for this week, Mr. Dave Lubaska, CEO of Avixa. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, and also with us is uh, Mr. Mike Blackman uh, from uh, the ISE Integrated Systems Europe Show.
3: Thank hey, you Mike. Too. Good to meet you. You too, Dave. <laughs> Sorry, what do <did> you do?
0: <laughs> okay, Mike, these two are going to be an interesting couple. Um, so not for nothing, but the reason we have Mike on every every year. Um, Technically Mike works for Avixa because Avixa is, is 50% owner. He
2: is my boss. Um, he
0: Is is it that this year? He's your boss this year?
2: Um, as of tomorrow, oh, as of uh, the 1st of July.
0: 1st okay. of July. So he's not your boss yet. i still got a couple of days. Okay, uh-huh. let's make the most of it. <laughs> 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 um, Dave, let's start with you. Uh, this year, again, Avixa, uh, uh, the Infocom show, bounces between Orlando and, and, uh, and Vegas every other year. Um, this year, uh, felt like uh, a little bit of an, an addition to, to last year. Uh, and It's felt like that since, honestly, since the recession. Uh, I, somebody made the comment to me on the show floor this week. You know, Isn't Orlando always usually a lighter year? And I actually had to correct him because not since the recession. Pre-recession, absolutely. It, 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 the numbers wore it out, right? Orlando was typically a, a, a down year numbers-wise. I'm not going to ask you the numbers. We're not there yet. We're recording this at 2 o'clock Eastern on, on Friday. But this felt like ever since the recession, there has been a, an increase, at least in, in, in attendance, every year. So Vegas to Orlando to Vegas to Orlando, there was an increase. Did it felt feel like that to you? Did it feel like, a, a, you know, not just a little bit busier, but a little more energetic, you know, year over year? Uh, absolutely, this show this year,
3: I mean, from the outset uh, with a VJ that, you know, is mixing video and audio and pumping up the floor. I mean, you just stand there and watch people dancing into the trade show floor Um, and dancing out, which is probably more a sign Mm -hmm. of the energy after you've spent eight hours on a trade show floor and you're dancing on your way out the door, the the energy is uh, across the attendees, the exhibitors, our partners, um, everybody I've talked to talks about it. Dave, I'm not sure what's going on, the, the place just feels alive. Yeah. Uh, the exhibitors are, uh, I just was at an exhibitor's office and, and they felt like they have about double the leads they had last year. It's, it's yeah, it's a great show. I mean, there's, you, it's easy to, to measure a show by numbers uh, and it's impossible to measure a show by energy, yeah. but you can feel a show by energy. And, and and nobody's leaving
0: this show without remembering it. They they all felt it. I will give you, uh, I, I stopped by an exhibitor on the way back up here to the studio. They told me they have tripled.
3: <laughs> Look at that. So, you know, not to not one up you, but. <laughs> no, that, that's, yeah, a, that, listen, that I'm, I'm looking
0: more. for the one that quadrupled. Yeah, I, <laughs> let's, let's find them. Um, Mike, you come to the, this show every year. The, the one thing I, I, I found fa- find fascinating as we've been doing this and as Aviation Nation has been covering both both ISC and, and Infocom, are the number of attendees that are not in country, I guess is the best way to put this. So as we've covered ISC, the number of North American visitors that you have seems to increase every year. Absolutely. And at oh. this show, the number of non-North Americans seem to in- increase this year, what, 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 every year. What do you attribute that to?
2: Actually, I attribute to the fact that as we're growing as an organization internationally, that uh, people are actually being more aware of all the other shows. Now, last year, no, the year before last, I was walking the floor and then uh, I saw some guys and uh, the next, that evening I saw them in the elevator in my hotel. And they were Americans and I just assumed they were exhibitors or potential exhibitors walking the floor. I got talking with them and they said, we're integrators. So I looked at them and I said, what are you doing here? Don't you go to our Infocom show? They said, yeah, but this industry is moving so fast. If we want to keep ahead, we need to go Uh, we need to be here at ISE, or they'll need to be uh, at uh, Infocom US or Infocom in China. So, I think it's the fact that this market is moving so fast and developing so quickly, those people who want to keep ahead are going to all the shows. I don't have the numbers, but my feeling for the people I'm seeing on the show floor that I know from Europe, is there are more Europeans and more international people here. That's just my feel.
0: At the moment well might as well we mm-hmm. uh, uh, Matt Scott and I w- went to the the AV magazine uh, get together last night um, aV magazine is a great publication out of the UK you know they had I would say probably 50% more attendees to their you know again that's mm-hmm. not a great a great metric but it is a metric where <laughs> you can look at the yeah. get together of the folks that are from Europe. Got connected to them already and they're here at the show and they're, and they're hanging
2: yeah. out with them. And I, th- I think that's the other thing as well. I've seen more European exhibitors here and obviously they draw some of their partners as well. Yeah. Um, we have uh, key exhibitors and partners from ISE who bring groups here. Uh, Dave and I do a welcome every year to uh, two German groups okay. and there are groups from other countries of all coming in. So yes, um, there is more coming in. I believe it's the fact that uh, the group is growing more international. So let's
3: build on that for a second if you don't mind. I'm yeah, actually going yeah. to use that to, to sort of segue to the, um, the overall diversity of the show attendance. Yeah. I mean, um, almost all the time you'll hear one of us make some comment about, well, you come to the show in order to see the future of the industry, yeah. right? Um, And usually when we make that statement, we're talking about what the exhibitors are bringing out, what type of solutions there are that are being introduced to the industry. But this year, what I want to really use that phrase, the future of the industry about, is the fact that uh, we don't have the solid demographic, but about 40% of the people here are under the age of 40. and that may not. That, well, to my sons, that sounds like okay. So you still have a whole bunch of old people here, um, but oh, it, you do, you do, that is <laughs> that's a significant shift in the demographic, and I think it, I think it showed. I did actually yeah. hear that from a number of people. We've got so we've got a younger crowd here from a from a gender diversity perspective. We had a women's uh, of a Vix breakfast uh, yesterday morning that we had to bring in more tables and chairs to, because we had set the room for a couple hundred and there were more people that came to that breakfast than ever before. Wow. Um, I, this afternoon at one o'clock, we had a diversity reception at the Avixa booth, and we had probably a hundred people there celebrating the diversity of our industry. Uh, the, the types of people that are coming to this show are actually the uh, and I almost forgot to mention the the AV Career Day program that we have, mm-hmm. where we've got college uh, students in from around the country that are are went through not just a walk the floors and go wow, mm-hmm. they walk the floors, but they went through tailored educational programs. They are spending time in workforce development seminars. It, this yes, it is the future of the industry from a technology perspective. But I think far more important for the future of our industry is the diversity of the people that we brought.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm going to attribute this to a friend of ours, uh, Heather Sedorowitz. Uh, she's an integrator out of out of Buffalo, uh, and she tweeted something this morning uh, in relation to diversity. She said, "This is the first time at, at Infocom she's ever had to wait in line at the women's room." Now that's somewhat you know funny and, and tongue ah, yeah but it's an honest to goodness you know yeah. a, a, a assessment of how how much that has, you know, how much the the female population has grown.
3: Yeah, we're not and I'll just our work's not done. Obviously, yeah, right? Absolutely. We have a lot. I'm not sitting back and saying, okay, let's relax. Like we nailed it. And- we've got we've got a lot of work to do with regards to advancing the diversity of our industry, and and in the core of that is the creativity of our industry. But we it is evident that. Uh, our our show and the gathering of the community here uh, is reflecting a far more
2: energized, excited, and diverse AV community. Yeah. We, we're seeing the same in Europe as well. And uh, you know, we we provide a platform for Avixa and the other organisations to actually you know help promote diversity. And we're seeing um, you know we grew from. 2018 show to 2019 show from 11 percent of attendees being women to 13 percent so not only larger numbers but a larger percentage of the that audience yeah. um we're doing more active things as well working with uh avixa to uh, encourage of diversity and activities um, we're setting our target to actually have the biggest women's event as well. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> good. I mean, we've got. Good. You know, good. The, the, it's the good thing is we've got people in our organisation who are actually engaged in making this work. Uh, and when it comes to the uh, future AV professionals, we've actively put on the, similar set, the same programs which are run by Avix and Cedia at uh, ISE to actually create the same platform and show people what's the potential for careers in this business and show ex- how exciting it is. I mean, look at all that. Yeah, <sighs> yeah absolutely.
0: Uh, Mike, you were part of, of the first diversity program. Uh, this year, this, this I want to say it was March, back in March uh, at the Royal Society of Medicine. Yeah, uh, a year ago, Avixa started the Diversity mm-hmm. Council. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my buddy Kevin McLaughlin was was a part of it. He he works at the Royal Society of Medicine, uh, spearheaded that that event. How important are events like that to gather people together and have honest conversations? I mean, you you had you you moderated a couple of panels, yeah. of some other people did some presentations, but how important is it to have honest, open conversations about some of the challenges that Folks, you know, face whether they are, you know, uh, uh, handicapped or, or they are, you know, racial or, or, or gender uh, diversity.
2: Um, you know, I think that it's important to be open because we, it doesn't make any sense to bury our heads in the sand that there is an issue. Yeah. Um, and but it's having that conversation gives us ideas of how to go about changing things. And hearing if you don't have the whole picture, if you don't hear how many issues there are from the different uh, sectors, then you don't know how to approach it. So. You know, it was eye-opening for me to hear some of the experiences that uh, the panels we had there and the discussions we had. Um, and it got me thinking, saying, well, actually, we can make things change. We can do this, we can do that. And it may be just a small change, <coughs> but it's a start. So it's important.
0: And it's important just to start, <coughs> even though, you know, it, it, uh, the only, it all adds up how do to eat an elephant, you know, yeah. one bite at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't go after it altogether. Um, Dave, we'll start with you on this and, and ask you both kind of the same question. Where do you see the industry as a whole, both globally? Because both of you have a great vision for, you know, the global market here. Where do you see the industry going globally in the next year or two? Uh,
3: we, just, we just published our uh, Industry Outlook Trends Analysis Report for 2019. Um, I can tell you that the, that research uh, sizes our industry at $247 billion globally. Uh, growing to uh, $325 billion by 2024. So if you do the math, that turns out to be about a 5.7% CAGR. Where that's growing, or how that's growing, it's really across almost every vertical, Um, as all of us know in our lives. um, It is a continued adoption of unified communications technology. Yeah. At the core of it, the world is becoming a more and more connected place and, and virtually, virtually, no pun intended, every one of those connections is dependent upon
2: one of our uh, members. Yeah, Mike? Um, just touching on what Dave says, um, people ask me sometimes, <coughs> what do you do? Um, and uh, I try to explain and I said, you know, we touch everything. It doesn't matter which sector everyone's starting to use AV and so it, it encourages me to actually say well this is a potential for our shows and the organization um, to grow and expand um, so looking at corporate uh, I think that's the biggest sector where it's going okay. retail hospitality um, we're, we're actually reflecting that some of the ideas we're putting forward to actually help um, promote to those people you know a lot of people who are uh, not we don't see us directly in the industry, but uh, affected by it. That we need to bring to our events or bring into the association. Uh, but we need to make ourselves aware to them, or uh, uh, make ourselves aware to their sectors. Uh, so, well, I'm, I think I'm in the best place. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: one more year in Amsterdam for ISC. Yeah. What are we anything new, exciting, or, or obviously you guys have something every year? Yeah. Anything you can talk about? now well, sitting right here in the
2: gym, I think lots of things. Um, you know, you're going to see, we, our goal is to, make, to leave Amsterdam with a bang. Yeah. You know, we want to show this is the best show ever when we go away from there. And, you know, we have the commitment from the Rye that they will do their best to make sure that we go out on a very high note. Um, we're working at the moment with the government of Catalonia, uh, with the mayor of Barcelona, with the Madrid government of Spain as well to bring in groups from Spain. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, we said, OK, let's start the ball rolling. Let's tell the Spanish community what ISE is about. So, that when they go back and do this uh, word of mouth. Uh, so, when we come there in 21, have an even bigger crowd coming in. Um, so, we've got a nice, some nice ideas for a closing uh, ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have an interesting keynote to open up as well. Um, we're we're going to launch a couple of new conferences. Okay. We have uh, control rooms. Um, we launched last year our Hospitality Conference, um, Digital Cinema, and we have some other ideas working very closely with the associations to create that content. And, um, yeah, lots more that we'll be able to tell you about in the next couple of months. All right, very good. Mr. David
0: Busquets from AVIXA, thank you, sir. You're welcome. How do people get a hold of you or, or AVIXA? If uh,
3: they can email me at dlobuscus at AVIXA.org, or they can tweet and follow me
0: at, at David Labuscus. All right. Very good. Mr. Blackman, thank you, sir. Thank you. How do people get a hold
2: of you or ISE? So I'm at mblackman at iseurope.org, or you can also tweet me at uh, ISE underscore Mike. All right. Very good.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, part two of this uh, special edition of Infocom 2019. Has me joined by a very uh, distinguished panel here. Uh, First and (laughs) foremost, stop looking, John. Uh, John (laughs) Ivy from Atlas IED. Welcome, sir. Thank you, sir. Absolutely, glad to be here. Mr. Brock McGinnis from Westbury National. Afternoon, Tim. Afternoon, sir. Who's whose team? uh, We're working behind this on Friday. Uh, His team won their first championship, the NBA uh, champion, uh, Toronto Raptors. We the North. We the North. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Mr. Jeremy Caldera, who's Blackhawks was nowhere near the- Yeah, that's a true statement. Yeah. How <laughs> <Are you>, sir? <laughs> I'm good. Right. Uh, actually, Jeremy, we'll start with you on this. Um, sure. Infocom is a big big week, big show. You've been here since last Saturday teaching courses, so yep. you can give me education, you can give me uh, the, the whiz-bangs, uh, gazintas and gazaltas. what what wowed you this week? Uh, what wowed me is just
4: a variety of different things, which ironically much was not tech-wise, right? right. Um, As always, I'll give props to John. I love his speaker, that's awesome, the SHS. But uh, most uh, importantly for me, and it was an instantaneous purchase for me, but I'm that kind of a buyer, I guess. I'm the one that the salespeople love, was uh, the software package I looked at, which was the X10 stuff. So I was a big fan of that. So I know you guys had sent that over to me to look at, and, and evaluated it, and sent my guys over. They loved it, they sent me over bought it
0: on the spot. Real quickly, if if somebody's not familiar with X10, what is it and then what wowed you about it?
4: Uh, It was interesting for me because for a while, as a small integrator, uh, I've had a lot of trouble with finding uh, estimation software and uh, I've been looking for that for a long time and they can be incredibly expensive, I mean tens of thousands of dollars in some regards. So uh, that's primarily what I had been looking for, but then when I saw that I can do that with the software as well as tie in on my pricing as well as um, do proposals, uh, cut sheet submittals, and then the fact that it does line drawings and rack elevations and and I'm interested to see you know how what the accuracy is I'm sure it's gonna be good I'm sure that that's um, gonna need some tweaking you know what I mean everything's gonna have a little bit of change here and there with, with just the way design works yeah. but uh, I think if it gets you to that 90% point then it's paid for itself in my mind so. All right. Mr. McGinnis anything uh, what, what,
0: what hit you this week?
5: We geeked out over a number of things, okay. um, things that make our job as integrators easier. Uh, Chief's column mount for TVs yeah. has been something we've been waiting for for a decade. We've kludged things together for a long time. And, uh, and so that was a great product. I really liked what uh, FSR has done with their new floor track product. Uh, it, it's easy to order, easy to spec, unlike dealing with an electrical wholesaler and, and uh, all of that stuff. Um, or, or cordially for that yes. Reason. <laughs> loved how the yes <laughs> loved how uh, some of the manufacturers have stepped up their demo games, uh, both uh, more entertaining and uh, and less about specs and more about applications. Uh, and I'll mention Bose in particular because I thought they did an amazing job of of coming to the pro community and saying, "Hey, we've had a bit of a sketchy relationship with the pro community." But we're listening, and here's what we brought you, and mm. here are applications. Not a spec, nothing. Mm. Um, just some uh, some pretty good sound out of uh, out of most of those products, uh, and uh, people seem to be getting LED a lot better uh, than even they were six months ago. Oh. Uh, the image processing part of it. Um, I think that the bigger manufacturers, the uh, Samsungs and the LGs, just keep you know getting better and better. But we uh, we saw a plethora
0: of uh, amazing LED this week. That was one thing that I kept, especially after the first two days. I, I saw some interesting things today as well, but the first two days of the show, not to be, uh, um, no pun intended, the one thing that kept hitting me was the visual, right? Yes. It was the visual part of, of this show um, because you had things like the LG, and, and everybody's seen, and if you haven't, we'll put a link to this, the, the wave, the LG wave, Right yes. and the different applications, uh, Christie had a, a interesting uh, new LCD panels as well for digital signage. and yep. Samsung brought their wall yet again, which they're still continuing to tweak that and make yes. that a little bit better.
5: And um. keeps looking better and
0: better. Yeah, which is which, which is odd, isn't it? That the fact that they they they, start, they announced this a year and a half ago. Yes. Right. And every time I see it, they, they keep tweaking it and it keeps looking better. Uh, it, we're in a golden age for
5: visuals. I don't I don't know how things get much better. Those 8K TVs, amazing! Oh my gosh! I've never um, seen anything like it. It's, it's never fantastic. seen anything like it's it. Fantastic! And uh, and uh, and how do we how do we get content? How do we uh, change what we're doing from a production perspective in order to meet the quality of display that's now
0: available to show it? You know, so, John uh, Brock mentioned the fact that you know a lot of manufacturers are talking about solutions, not just specs. That's one, some one thing that you did as well in, in your uh, booth, Michael Peebler and I from, from, from Atlas talked about the fact that your booth this year was specifically set up for solutions. When you come into a show like this and you look at your previous booths, inevitably all of us do this, we'll do this at Aviation Nation, what we do what we do well, what did we not do well? Right? When you were coming into this show this year, did you guys specifically say we want to talk about solutions and why?
1: Well, the why is we have 2,200 parts. <laughs> so, um, we've in the past, we've brought hundreds of different demo pieces. Yeah. And we put them on display and we talk about them. And, and really, as our company's evolved, we've gotten to the point where we want to provide the full solution for the customer. Yeah. So we want to be the sound masking solution. We want to be your paging emergency notification solution. We want to be your IP speaker endpoint solution for your you know K through 12 or higher education. So we are coming with a full software hardware suite um, and approaching it, the industries that way. Is we can be your partner for you integrators and provide most of the audio side, if not all of it. Yeah. And some of the visual now, too.
0: And some of the visual now, too, yeah. Um, we, you were giving away something, and I, I want to kind of hone in on this. You were giving away a chief um, motorcycle. Indian motorcy- Indian
1: motorcycle, Indian motorcycle. Indian motorcycle. Indian motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, they're making those again? They are. Right. So uh, we're OEM for, for Polaris that owns okay. Indian. Yep. Uh, they're made in America. So I thought it'd be a good way to reward my, my customers and the people that attended the show to bring one here. Um, it's sitting on our booth. Very fact, cool. It's happening in 20 minutes.
0: In 20 minutes. Okay. 20 minutes.
1: Thief River Falls, Minnesota? Yep.
0: Yeah. So you're bringing in Indian, you brought in Indian Motorcycle uh, to tie into um, the the Made in America.
1: Made in America, TAA, BA compliant, hundreds of products made in in our factories domestically. And
0: tying, and that's that's the thing of tying into into yours as well. Um, When you talk to customers, is that becoming more important, less important, or is it about the same?
1: Oh, it's way more important because of tariffs. So we have customers that have come to me at the show and said, John, we have bid your products out three months, six months, two years on a large airport project, what are we gonna do about the tariffs? Right. And so we have domestic products, so U.S. steel made here, uh, here being Texas or, or Illinois or Kentucky, uh, products that can, can substitute in if they had specified something else. And we're working with everyone to try to not, have a little as impact as possible. My view on tariffs, and I, I think you know, a lot of people would agree, it is a federal mandated tax. There's nothing I can do about it, right? The Correct. US government has come and levied this tax on us, so um, we have to we have to pay that tax. Um, and unfortunately, it gets passed on to the end user. One way or the other, it has to. It has to. It has
5: to. So. It, it's not the manufacturer's fault. Yep. It's not the integrator's fault. Yeah. And we can't possibly absorb that.
1: Yep. So we're, we're trying now, especially at this show, we're showing a lot more of our, our TAA, BAA, made in America products, um, just in case there is a, a situation where they need to cross something over.
0: All uh, right, very good. Brock, um, one thing that that we talked about with with Nate Labuskas and, and Mike Blackman was the diversity part of this show, uh, and and the uh, honestly the the growth that this show has seen in you know certain segments of the population that ten years ago was either non-existent or, or a very small percentage. How important is it for this industry to expand its borders? Oh my gosh, um, it's. Uh So it's a global marketplace
5: and even within our own countries, the United States or Canada, um, we have global customers and people from everywhere uh, and the the inclusion um, or the uh, making sure that we're in a position to reach out to every segment of a marketplace it might be another language. It might be another cultural way of doing business. Um, but my favorite comment on the uh, diversity at the show this week, Amelia Vrabel's tweet this morning yeah. that said, "This is the first time she's ever had to line up at the ladies' washroom." Yeah, okay. that's great. Yeah, okay. which I think is fantastic. Um, the
0: uh, yeah, it's we're getting there. We're certainly getting there. Absolutely. Jeremy, um, as we wrap up here, when you look at, you're heavily involved in the AVIXA leadership and in Mm -hmm. education and stuff like that. Where do you see this, not just the industry, but but AVIXA as an organization heading in the next year or two years?
4: I I see more global expansion. I mean, we've got great representation within the United States, everybody knows the brand, everybody knows the education, uh, but now we're gonna start seeing more and more. I know on the CTS side, they're working on uh, language translations for the CTS exam, as well as a lot of the courses. Um, So that's only gonna get better and better, and I think just that expansion and that global
0: reach uh, is what's gonna really grow the most, I think. Very good. John Ivey from Atlas ID, thank you, sir. Thank you. How do people get a hold of you or Atlas?
1: Well, that's that. I want them to get a hold of me, but
0: they can get a hold of Atlas by. It's uh, difficult to get
5: a hold of. I you want
1: them to talk to heard. Gina now. She, yeah, oh yeah, so much prettier, better work. looking. Yeah, she's just better at my job and, than I am. And we would prefer to. Yeah, talk right. Everyone would prefer to talk to Gina. But it's atlasied.com and and atlasied at Twitter and Facebook and things. That oh, way. and by the way, I second the coolest thing I saw at the show was X10. Yeah. And they they won two awards at the show. Yeah, I, yeah. So and, heard that. and all of that goes to a VIXA standards. So when I right. saw it, I was. Yeah. Very happy to see that that whole industry is evolving.
4: Yeah, and I'd given them some suggestions too on how to change, and they were very receptive to it. So that's what
5: I really liked about them as well. So, All right. Thank you. Mr. McGinnis, how do people how do you get a hold of you? Uh, I'm at westbury.com uh, in Toronto and at proc McGuinness on Twitter. Uh, or just phone. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, how do people get a hold of you? Uh,
4: IASTechnology.net or uh, Jeremy underscore Caldera on Twitter. Very good.
0: Uh, for me, for Tim Albright, don't follow me. I'm still celebrating the Blues um, Stanley Cup victory. Uh, for us, for Aviation, Nation, go by the website aviation.tv. That's avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others in all of our coverage of Infocom 2019. Also, while you're there, check out our supporter section. These are the folks who help us financially, help us bring you... Infocom 2019, and John Ivey and Atlas Idea, one of the main ones. So, we thank him for saying thank you his for support. Time. So, all that and more at avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week.